Well, it's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 13. Genesis 13. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and I, to the place of the altar, which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abram said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go towards or. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east. And they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him. Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all, all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, Walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. Two men, two families. The Bible says that both men were well provided for. Their possessions were great. The Bible says the land was not able to support them.
Their possessions were so great they could not dwell together. The Bible says, as we've read, that there arose strife. Strife between the herdsmen. And so Abram spoke to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. Two men, two families, two companies, both well provided for, great in possessions. And so they separated. The text, Lot lifted his eyes and saw the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go towards or Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. A man in the west and a man in the east. Two men, two families. Lot chose, and there was no doubt. There is no doubt that the land was a great land, a land well able to support. You know, every land has its dangers. A man in the west, a man in the east. Every land has its dangers. Can one tent in the west and have his tent rightly pitched? Yes. Can one tent in the east and have his tent rightly pitched? Yes. Two men pitched tents. Verses 11 to 13, they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord would say today, be careful where you pitch your tent. Be careful how far you pitch your tent. Was the land the issue? Did Lot get the bad end of the deal? You see, Lot could have chosen the land which Abram ended up with. Remember the words, if you take the left, I'll take the right. If you take the right, I'll take the left. One might say the land was the issue. Not so sure. Verses 14 to 17, and the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, 
southward, eastward, and westward for all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. North, south, east, and west. If the east was the problem, why give it to Abram? The reality is that every land has its dangers. Be careful where you pitch your tent. Be careful how far two men, two families. Verses 11 to 13, they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And we read verse 18, Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. We all pitch a tent in this life, some in the west, some in the east, some in the north, some in the south. The Spirit of the Lord would say to us today, the manner in which we pitch our tent matters greatly. Shall the righteous pitch their tent towards Sodom? As far as Sodom? Shall they find rest and comfort there? Shall they find belonging? The Lord would not have it so, for the judgments of the Lord are upon this world. Its manner exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. The call is that the righteous would come out that they would no longer have their tent pitched toward and as far as Sodom, that they would come out and not look back, make haste and move, move the tent. Those who have ears to hear. The message Lot sent, Lot set out to the east. That's how they came to part company. Uncle and nephew. Abram settled in Canaan. Lot settled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent near Sodom. The people of Sodom were evil. Flagrant sinners against God. The Wycliffe translation. Soothly Lot dwelled in the towns about Jordan and abode in Sodom. And lived near Sodom. Forsooth, the men of Sodom were full wicked, and sinners greatly before the Lord, and greatly sinned against the Lord. Was Lot on a missions trip? Had the Lord sent this man and his family? sent this man and his family on this evangelistic endeavor? 
that the Lord called him and sent him to minister to the inhabitants of Sodom to preach righteousness to them? How would he fare in such a place? Lot chose a place for him and his company. Lot chose the place. And there he pitched his tent. Be careful where you pitch your tent. Fathers, mothers, be careful how far. Time passed. We pick up Genesis 18. Genesis 18, beginning of verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham? Note the name change. What I am doing, since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him. Hear the word of the Lord. That they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. And the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come up to me. And if not, I will know. Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? Incredible. Pick up verse 23. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? So the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Then Abraham answered and said, indeed now, I who am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose there were five less than the fifty righteous. Would you destroy all of the city for lack of five? So he said, If I find there forty-five, I will not destroy it. He spoke to him yet again and said, Suppose there should be forty found there. And so he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of forty. And he said to the Lord, 
Let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Suppose 30 should be found there. So he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, indeed, now I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. I pray that someone, that there would be a people that would take it upon themselves to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 should be found there. So he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. Then he said, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak but once more. Suppose 10 should be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. So the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham. And Abraham returned to his place. Abraham intercedes for Sodom. Would you take it upon yourself to speak to the Lord? Abraham intercedes for Sodom. Abraham knew where Lot was, the home of his nephew. And what of others? If there be 50 righteous, if there be five less than 50, if there should be 40, suppose 30 should be found there. Suppose 20. Suppose 10. I want to highlight this morning and have us take note what a miracle, what a wonder, the power of intercession the Lord and the intercessor, this communication, this divine dialogue we see in the text. Look what took place. What if there would have been no Abraham? The one that took it upon himself to speak to the Lord. Would there be 50? 45, 40, would the Lord find their 30, 20, 10? The heart of an intercessor, the cry of an intercessor, and the heart of God. The Lord needs intercessors. The Lord works with intercessors. He speaks to them. He shares his heart. The New King James Version, and he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of ten. Incredible. This wicked place. The outcry had come up. This wicked place, Sodom and Gomorrah, flagrant sinners, full wicked. 
what God find there. But there was a man who said, I, I need to intercede. And I love that he didn't just say, Lord, you know Lot is there. His family, let me count. He just starts pleading with the Lord. You know he had a heart for others as well. Genesis 19 tells us what happened. Beginning of verse 1, now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Hear now, my lords, please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, No, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly, so they turned into him and entered his house. Then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Now before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. And they called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him, and said, Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See now, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please, let me bring them out to you. And you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. And they said, stand back. Then they said, this one came in to stay here, and he keeps acting as a judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. So they pressed hard against the man, Lot, and came near to break down the door. But the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door, and they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they became weary trying to find the door. The depravity of Sodom, the wickedness, the sin against God, This exceeding wickedness and sinfulness. You know, how was this man Lot faring in the land? Was there compromise? Was there waywardness? Was there the keeping of diseased company? Well, at least it appears in the text that Lot had some sense of righteousness. The text says, Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him, and said, Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. And yet, what he offered as a solution to the situation at hand, his daughters, was surely an abomination 
to the Lord. You know, it appears that Lot had spoken up in the past, this man living in Sodom. You say, how so? Well, we read the text. Then they said, this one came in to stay here, and he keeps acting like a judge. He keeps acting as a judge. You know, we don't know the details of previous events. But we do know what the Bible, what the Bible says. And there came this warning. Verses 12 to 14, then the men said to Lot, have you anyone else here? Son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in this city, take them out of this place. For we will destroy this place because of the outcry against them. Because the outcry against them is growing great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who had married his daughters, and said, Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be joking. A few things here. Listen to the messengers of the Lord. Go and speak as directed. Don't hold back. Don't soften the warning. Don't soften the message. To his sons-in-law, he seemed to be joking. This is no joke. This is no joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Get out of here. Get out of here who? Get out of here you. This father, he's showing mercy because of an intercessor. And these men show up in the city to rescue him and his family. And he goes to his sons-in-law And apparently it was a joke. Verses 15 to 17. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of this city. And while he lingered, my, the men took hold of his hand, took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. So it came to pass when they had brought them outside that he said, escape for your life. Escape for your life. Do not, do not look behind you nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains lest you be destroyed. 
Does this sound like a joke? Does this read like a joke? Does it feel like a joke? Verses 18 to 22, Then Lot said to them, Please know, my lords, indeed now your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have increased your mercy, which you have shown me by saving my life. But I cannot escape to the mountains, lest some evil overtake me and I die. See now this city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Please let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said to him, See, I have found favor. I have favored you concerning this thing also, and that I will not overthrow this city for which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there. For I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zor. I mean, this is incredible. This is miraculous. This is a wonder. The Lord holding off until Lot makes it to the city. In the midst of it all, Lot is showing mercy and favor concerning his request that he might escape to this little city. Zor, little, insignificance, smallness. The Spirit of the Lord would say to us today, escape to insignificance and smallness, that we be not consumed. Church, the Lord has an emergency plan. The Lord has an emergency plan. The words of David Wilkerson, Lot, God actually sent angels to personally pull him and his children out of the doomed city of Sodom. We serve the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same. He can do it again. God actually sent angels to personally pull him and his children out of the doomed city of Sodom. God's hands were tied until Lot was safely out of the suburbs. It was more than a loss of his job, more than a collapse of the economy, more than a downfall of the government. It was total annihilation of his society. But Lot was delivered safely. If you can hear the Lord today. We finish it off, verses 23 to 29. The sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Zohar. Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire upon Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities, all the plain, all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. But his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. Then he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain, and he saw, and behold, the smoke of the land which went up like the smoke of a furnace. 
And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt. The Lord remembers the intercessor. Listen to the words. God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out. No wonder the Lord is looking for intercessors. Prayer is not a joke. Intercession certainly is no joke. If there would be a man or a woman, regardless of age, that would take it upon themselves to speak to God, to speak to the Lord, to understand their position before God, yet speak to Him. I'm but dust, Lord. You can have the worship team return today. I wonder, is there an Abraham in the house? Listen, time is running out. Destruction is near. Intercede. Call on God. Plead for people. Intercede. Call on God. Plead for people. They're not interceding. They're not calling on God. They're not pleading for themselves and their sons and daughters. But if you take it upon yourself, God might just send an angel. He might just send two angels to go and speak to them, to warn them, to spend the night in their home. A divine warning. God didn't say to Abraham. He didn't say, go take the trip. Go spend the night. Because the reality is, I mean, we don't know, but if Abraham would have went and went into the house, he said, Lot, get out of here. To Lot, Abraham may have seemed like the one who was joking. God has an emergency plan. God didn't send Abraham. But because of the prayer, because of the prayer prayed by a man who took it upon himself to speak to God, angels show up in Sodom. Sure, they were there to check out the city. But they were there because of the prayer of a righteous man. You think prayer doesn't work? You think prayer isn't powerful? We don't need to stroll into the city. 
We don't need to go into their house and sit down and eat the unleavened bread. We don't need to spend time necessarily unless the Lord calls us to. But look at the power of prayer. Lot didn't know they were coming. He was sitting in the gate. And here because a man took it upon himself to speak to God Almighty, you say, well, if I can only go to my son's house, my daughter's house, if I can only go to my relative's house, my neighbor's house, and sit there and eat with them and speak to them, why don't you start believing and praying, God, we need some angels. Send the angels, Lord. Because when the angels spoke to Lot, it was no joke. All joking set aside. The jokes were over. It was serious. The Lord is so merciful. An intercessor asked for ten. Apparently ten weren't found there. But you know, I hear the words of Jude, verse 23. Others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Is it possible that we are ambassadors of mercy through intercession? This story, this true history in the Word of God should change our prayer life. For some that have no prayer life, this story should start one. Why do we gather? For instance, on Tuesday evenings, Christ City Prayer, and this is not an advertisement, I'm just saying it's one of the prayer services of the house of the Lord. Why do we gather? To intercede. To call on God, to plead for people. Sure, we need answers from the Lord. We need His touch in our lives. There's many things we're facing and struggling with, trials, ailments. But God's looking for an intercessor. One that takes prayer seriously. Never downplay the office of the intercessor. There's a lot that need rescue. Some would downplay the office. They'd say, intercession, intense session, call on God, take it upon yourself. Why bother? I'll tell you why. Because people are going to hell. Time is running out. We don't know how long. Time is running out. You say, well, maybe not yet for humanity. You have a time maybe running out for your brother, for your sister, for your nephew. For your niece, 
And that's why it's about time we fall on our knees and take it upon ourselves to plead with God. Is there a lot in the house? Move the tent. Move the tent now. Pitch it right and build an altar to the Lord. Even if it's just you in the tent or you and a spouse, if there are children in the tent, wake up. Wake up. An entire company of tents, don't wait, don't linger any longer. Our story may not play out like this one. I'd like to say, I thank God for intercessors. But when the message goes out in the house of the Lord, we'd be wise to hear what the Lord would say. Don't bank on an Abraham for today the Lord calls you out. Are there any sons-in-law in the house? This is not a joke. It's time to listen to the instruction of a father-in-law given direction from the Lord or a father in the faith or of the faith. It's time to go. It's time to speak. Is there a wife in the house? Escape and don't look back. Don't look back. Let's stand here today. Stand in the house of the Lord, please. So we're going to lift up this song. The altars are open. If you need prayer for anything, perhaps you're saying, today I'm going to answer the call. Today I'm going to take it upon myself. The Lord is calling me to be an intercessor. He's calling me out. I want to partner with the Lord. I want to speak to the Lord. I want to step into that role, take up the office of an intercessor. If you don't know Jesus in the house today, surrender your life to him. Time is running out. Lord, we love you. We honor you.